Welcome to Armchair Preaching, a podcast of the First Presbyterian Church in Lakeland, Florida. This is a podcast about God's Word, the beauty of the gospel, and what it takes to communicate that truth to others. I'm your host, Pastor Zach McGowan, and on today's episode, Pastor Rebecca and I are joined by FPC Student Ministry Director Josh Schweitzer as we open up our series entitled Fearless. We hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome back, everybody, to Armchair Preaching. This is an exciting day. This is the we're talking about the messages from the first Sunday after Easter, and this Sunday was a special Sunday in our Vine service because our very own student ministry director Josh Schweitzer was preaching this week. So welcome, Josh. Thank you, thank you. It was a, it was a great honor. Yeah. Do you know how hard it is to say your name, Josh Schweitzer, with two? SH sounds. <laughs> yeah, it was why most people just just avoided it all together. <laughs> <laughs> they just yes. they just never say your name. Yep. Okay. German as it gets. Yeah. Hey, yeah, hey you. So, um before so we started off a new series this week. Rebecca is it was in classic. I was glad I got to actually I got to hear both sermons live this week, which is a rare thing for us uh, when we're pre- you know doing the armchair preaching. Normally we have to listen to the others online, which is what you both had to do. Um, but I got to hear both of them live, which was a which was a treat because rarely do I hear two live sermons in a day. So that was great. Um, but we kicked off a new series entitled Fearless. Right, and you both dealt with the topic of fear in somewhat different ways, um, which we'll get into. But I thought, first of all, before we get into this question, I I want Josh introduce yourself. Tell us who you are, how long you've been here, and uh, you know just a little bit about what 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 you do um, here at FPC. Sure. Yeah. Thanks, uh, Zach. Um, I've been here since about August of um, well of last year, really. So kind of coming up on my first year here, but been in ministry since 2006 and have done a parachurch young life, uh, worked in the churches as a, uh, you know, working in student ministries. And so um, here, one of the things that drew me to uh, First Press of Lakeland was how uh, dedicated this church as a whole seemed to be to discipleship. And, yeah. And that's... Um, say maybe one of my strengths or at least one of my desires Uh, and so uh, for us in the youth ministry it's not just about what we're doing on Wednesday nights it's uh, you know Anna and I have little kind of Bible study groups that we're running throughout the week where we're meeting with you know groups of two to four and just talking about life talking about God and, and reading scripture together and then you know sometimes just getting a smoothie, whatever it is, and yeah. just kind of being with each other and, 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 and kind of uh, living out that discipleship. Cool. You know? Very cool. So you've been in ministry to, since 2007. How, how, how often have you gotten to preach to the wider congregation? I know in, in youth ministry, typically there is a, a sermon type moment in a lot of youth ministries, um, especially larger ones like ours. But in terms of lar- you know broader congregations, how long have you been preaching uh, in that yeah, capacity? Great question. Um, right, 2014 at the first large church I worked at, um, I think a similar moment was like a youth Sunday, and then they enjoyed it enough that I got brought on probably every once, every two months. 
Okay. Um, I would get to be on the speaking rotation. <laughs> that church had almost six pastors, including me, that were preaching. So wow. Was a lot of us, a lot of different voices. So, yeah. Uh, but it was a great opportunity to... Cool. You were awesome. To, Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, did a great job. Like you've been doing it every week for years. Yeah, well, a lot of a lot of this, a lot of the Wednesday nights here have a very similar sort of uh, a, a vibe, right? I mean, so there is a little bit of that element. It's different, but it's it's similar. Yeah. So, um, speaking to the the guy who replaced Brian Morgan, who did an excellent job, I would say he he did more of a teaching style, whereas I primarily do more of a preaching style. Yeah. Um, but I. I I, I will say I do a hybrid of that on yeah. Wednesday nights. Yeah. Um, so it was good. Um, but I, I used to work at a smaller church where I, I preached every other Sunday, and I think that's really where I got the, the opportunity to get comfortable um, in front of a different type of people. Yeah. Well, that's awesome. Well, we're glad that you uh, are able to join us today. So I do want to talk about fears um, for a second. I know Rebecca, especially, super excited that we're talking about this question. And I just want to say, um, you guys, you guys are both um, have have have. I've heard stories from both of you that lead me to believe that you're relatively fearless people in general. Nope. Rebecca is a motorcycle riding missionary to Southeast Asia and the inner cities of New York, which takes a relative amount of fearlessness. And Josh is like 6'4 and 280 pounds. <laughs> well, mine might be bordering more on stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh, I want to kick it off with you. What are you afraid of? Well, right off the bat, sharks, man, that has been a thing. <laughs> My dad had this catamaran growing up, and he would take us out to the ocean and, and flip it, and we'd be stranded out there. So, yeah. So, um, that's kind of the easier fear. Um, Not in Florida, man. There's certain times a year. That is that is a legit, like, I mean, I, I tell you, man, there have been times, I, I, a couple of times we've been, so real quick, one story, I took my son out uh, to Cape Canaveral, to Port Canaveral area. We were going to go watch one of the SpaceX early days launches uh was really cool it exploded thankfully this is before they started doing manned missions in them so it was it was a it was like a billion dollar firework um but we were out at the beach and uh this local comes running out and i could tell he was a local i mean just he didn't was not a tourist and whenever you see locals like like bolting out of the ocean you also want to bolt out of the ocean and sure enough these two dorsal fins are about uh, about 30 yards from the shore as as my son and I were headed in. I was like, yeah, that's the end of our day today, so we're going to go home. So, it's a legit fear. Yeah, in Florida, in Florida you got the double whammy. <clears throat> you got the, the land alligator fear and then the, <laughs> and then the yeah. fear. Yeah. yeah. Um, on a deeper level, um, well, I mean, I'm, honestly, I'm just like anybody else. I, I have quite a few fears. I think for me, uh, particularly speaking to ministry, my, my fear is that I would idolize ministry above my family. Yeah. And that's something that's that's happened in my in my family history and so um I'm very aware of that. Yeah. And and don't want to get I mean it's it's easy in ministry. It's easy to kind of go yeah. to justify like we're doing God's kingdom work and then just you know kind of burn the family down. Yeah, absolutely. Means. And I don't want to do that. So that, yeah. that's that's one of mine. Yeah. Um, What's, it's, that's a healthy fear. 
I, honest, quite, quite honestly, I mean, coming from a ministry uh, PK background and being now a pastor, um, I can tell you that's a healthy fear to have, you know, um, keeping that at the forefront of your mind keeps that at bay a, a lot, I think. Um, so, yeah, t- totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. Rebecca, what about you? What are you afraid of? Balloons. Balloons. <laughs> I'm All right. Afraid they're going to pop. This yes, this requires an a, an explanation. I think. Well, it doesn't matter what kind of balloon they are. They're helium filled, or you know, just you know, somebody blew a balloon up. Uh, I'm afraid they're going to pop. If I wear my glasses, I'm less fearful because they won't go in my. They won't eyes. go in your eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I had I worked in a floral department that did balloons before mylar balloons and helium balloons, and uh, first time filling it up, it popped and. Uh, oh my gosh. It. For yeah. both of them. Does that, yeah. does that phobia have a name, like balloonophobia sure or something? Yes. Sure we'll do. We'll do a quick Google after this, and uh, we will. Uh, we'll figure that out. Yeah, so you know that. How do you feel about water balloons? It's a little different. That's fine. Okay. They're not as loud. Well, and they're not going to pop in your eye. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's interesting, though. No, no, no balloons. Um, so definitely do not fill Rebecca's office with balloons on her birthday. Psychology class in college. The professor asked for all the volunteer, and I came forward. Yeah. I wasn't scared, right? Yeah. And he pulled out a balloon and a needle. And did you? And it was about conditioned responses. Oh. And I said, "You got your response. I'm not coming up here. I, I'm not. I'm not. Somebody yeah. else will have to do this. I can't do this." Yeah. And it was. Yeah. It was he perfect. was. He was coming at you. Perfect. Yeah. My wife is not a fan of balloons either. She, my, my kids love balloons. So for birthdays and stuff, she kind of like, but she really does get nervous around like nervous. She doesn't like them hitting the ceiling because that increases their, the chance that they're going to pop. And then, yeah. yeah. They're beautiful. They're happy and they're wonderful. Um, but my blood pressure goes up when they're around. As long as the balloons are like way over there, then they're beautiful and happy. Yeah. Uh, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Well, fear, fears are fears are interesting things. Actually, before we we hit record, you guys were talking about medical procedures, and I was thinking, man, that I do not like the doctor. I, I fear is maybe not quite the word, but at the dentist, the doctor. Yeah, that's such a lie. Whenever they say a little discomfort, it is like it's a lot, lot of discomfort. Hold on, and I'm also I'm also afraid that when I go to the doctor, I'm being taken advantage of. Like like it's almost like going to a a, a mechanic. I always feel like the doctor has more has more uh, education, and they're using that education to bill me for things I don't actually need. They're not going to hurt me, but they're not. They're not doing anything that's necessary, so I'm always, I'm afraid. So I guess I'm afraid of being taken advantage of. I think that's that might be part of it as well too. I was trying to think of like the shark. I don't love sharks. I don't love. I yeah. So here, okay. Now we're getting to it. All right. So I don't love like going out into open water. Like I'm like I get out there, we'll start snorkeling or something. And then I'll be like, Oh, this is so beautiful. And then I have this like panic moment. What is underneath me? What is behind me? Cause they can get you from like all angles when you're in the water. Whereas this is like a very Dwight Schrute thing to say, like when you're on land, they can only get you from front or the back, you know, but in water they can get you from the top and the bottom. And Oh my gosh, even thinking about it now makes me, makes me good preaching series. That's right. Fearless is the series 
today, and uh, we kicked off the series. Now, you both, which is, this is not a typical thing for us, but you guys preach from different passages of Scripture, but what I thought was interesting about this was you both kind of kicked off from a similar time period in Jesus' life, which was post-resurrection appearance to the disciples, and both brought out different elements of the disciples' post-resurrection fear, which I thought was just, I thought it was so cool to hear. Rebecca, you talked about, so I was at 8.15, so you talked about earlier in the post-resurrection cycle, just after Jesus was resurrected. Josh, you're talking about, you know, the the days, right, you know, the hours leading up to his ascension, but there's still this kind of line of fear. So, Rebecca, when you're, you, you were in the John 20 passage, you're tackling that passage. What are the things that you really like that just jumped off to you about the attitude of the disciples um, waiting, you know, for what was coming next after they had heard Jesus was resurrected? Well, they were in a locked room. Um, they were they were afraid. They um, went into the, the house and locked the door. So here's Jesus, you know, resurrected, walking around, popping up in different places unexpectedly, and then the disciples there they are in a a locked room and jesus had to say to them peace be with you and then again peace be with you so they got the message and then the next time he comes a week later and says peace be with you which i'm sure is the greeting of the day yeah Um, but there's a message being proclaimed through that gospel uh, writer that is saying peace is necessary you need peace in order to fulfill the mission that I have given to you in order to be the people that I've called you to be, you need peace. Which yeah. Is the opposite of fear. Which I loved how you said uh, there, the prerequisite of true belief is that that peace and vice versa. So there's this kind of mutual, I, th- I just thought, I, I love that kind of uh, cycle of peace Jesus brings so that there's belief, but you have to believe that Jesus can offer peace so that the, I thought just, I love that, that sort of cycle of it. And the, the disciples had to really be bought in about that. Yes. Yeah. That and a guy just stepped into a room. <laughs> locked in right. a room. <laughs> a li- so maybe he had to reinforce that peace because they didn't hear it the first time. They're like, we're total overwhelmed by that. I thought, Yeah, yeah. But it was cool because both of you really talked about this idea of, you know, the presence of Jesus in order to, and you both said it in in sometimes similar ways, but in slightly different ways, to be the people God's called you to be and to do the things that God has called you to do. There's this, you have to be in the presence of Jesus. And so, Josh, you're dealing with kind of the post you know the 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 mission, the birth of the, the you know, pre Pentecost, post resurrection, ascension moment, Matthew twenty eight, the Great Commission, and you really highlighted us the aspect of fear that the disciples were facing at that moment. I wonder if you talk about that just a little bit. Yeah, I mean, so and I think primarily both of their fears, uh, even with what Pastor Rebecca was talking about, it, it's kind of the same thing, which is. Hey, we thought the kingdom of God was coming, yeah, and we thought this was the Messiah, and now he's gone. And so, I mean, you can almost feel like the dreams and the hopes are dashed, and then Jesus reappears, and kind of they're rekindled. But as soon as he reappears, he does spend, what I think, what is it, a month or five weeks? 50 days, yeah. Mm -hmm. Something along that line. And then he goes, oh, I'm going to leave again. Yeah. And... Uh, and so those fears again kind of crop up and so you know i 
on, on Jesus calling us to do either the Great Commission or really live out the kingdom of God here on earth, he never intends uh, he never intended to leave his leave without his presence being here. And so that's yeah. that's the beauty of really the Holy Spirit. Yeah, and both of you guys brought that out. You know, in, in the John twenty passage, Rebecca, it's Jesus breathes on them and says, Now receive the Holy Spirit. Then you jump into the Acts two, you know, which is the the the, the fireworks display of the Holy Spirit. So you get this very this cool kind of mixture, but the reinforcement of the Holy Spirit's presence there too. And Rebecca, you, you know, one of the things I really loved, I'd love for you to talk a little bit about this as well is, you know, you addressed the, the different types of fears people may be coming in with, right? At the very beginning of your message, you talked about, you know, the, 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 the fears of like diseases. And I love the story that you told about now. Can I ask how, it, was that hyperbole or was that like, is that really the, the, the way you came into a hotel as a kid? Like, um, it was an embellished story, <laughs> but, 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 how, but there was, there was some elements of the truth there though, right? Yeah. A whole lot of elements of the truth. Yeah. I was thinking, holy smokes, this is such a, this is such a, an illustration for our day right now. Cause everybody did that for like two years. I, I had shared that before and heard stories of people who were worse than we oh my gosh yeah it was yeah there was some lady i guess they took off the very finish on the toilet seat because they cleaned it so well Um, (laughs) i thought yours was a pretty extreme so we did a lot of traveling when i was a kid we just did not have the kind of time to i mean we just were like open the door drop the bags lay on the bed go to sleep whatever's happening uh if they're you know whatever but now it's going to make me rethink that Oh yeah, sure. We thought that was just a silly. Fr- I had no idea that actual bed bugs existed and what well, damage back, they do. When we were young, I mean, it really wasn't an issue. In the last ten years, actually, the resurgence is is bad. off the charts. But you also address not just those sorts of like physical. Yeah, yeah. Not just those like kind of physical kind of fears that we might face, but then I I really appreciated how you addressed those folks that appear to be very you know. um, So talk about that a little bit. You you really I I thought that was a really interesting, but made made sure that people understood that this series Mm -hmm. is relevant to everyone. Uh, Fears of the heart, I think, is what I call them. That's right. Um, Yeah, protecting your heart. So people might have fear of rejection, uh, fear of incompetence, fear of uh, the future, fear of medical issues, whatever it might be. There's all kinds of fears that we have, not just fear of spiders and flying and enclosed spaces. Sharks and balloons and things like that. (laughs) But you said, and I love the the way you kind of phrased it, you called them fears of the heart, and you said um, that that the, the one way you can really tell if someone is projecting that fear is their usage of the word fine. Yes. And how often, you know... Well, fine, you know, it just shuts people up. Yeah. Um, it, it is, I'm going to protect my heart, you know, I'm just going to say fine. Nowadays, people don't even hear really what the response is. They, they kind of just say, hi, how are you back? Um, they don't really wait for the answer because it's just a protocol that people, it's greeting, greeting. Yeah. Um, but fine usually, well, I shouldn't say usually, often means... Um, I'm not going to share. I'm not talking to you. I'm not talking to you about this. 
yeah it's it's a it's a it's it's the wall against community and relationship building you know i think that and that's that comes from this fear of intimacy fear of relationships and which what again being able to hear these pretty back to back your messages back to back i immediately when i got to josh's message i went back and thought about what you had said because josh you were really diving into the discipleship ideal and specifically talking about parents but really it was broader than that too i think there was an you were addressing parents but really the idea was overcome this fear of the heart if we want to go into the discipleship arena and be the disciples that god's called us to be and do what he's called us to do it takes overcoming that fear to to be in relationship so i wonder if you unpack some of that a little bit you 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 mentioned your own experience with uh you know young life mentor and with some of the folks that you do you know you talk to today but uh, i wonder if you unpack that a little bit yeah scripture, whether it's the call to righteousness, call to holiness, call to the great commission, whatever these callings are, they, they're intimidating. And yeah. I think for most adults running through life, um, or at least the ones I'm interacting with, we're, we're already pretty hyper burdened, we're tired, we're stretched thin. And then you add this extra layer on top of it of, of discipling all the nations or, or even, you know, discipling within your own household. Yeah. That, that I think, um, Rebecca, to your point about I'm fine, um, it, we're really not fine. We're really all kind of struggling yeah. in, in various different ways. And so when you bring up something as personal as your family unit yeah. uh, and the calling I just I feel like so many people have this heavy burden about it and and so it's so easy to go well I can't do that or I don't have enough time to do that and so we send them out to the experts you know yeah and, and really that's my job so yeah you know, to, to some extent but my hope was to reorient us to the idea that um, all these various ministries within the church are supplementing the, the, the primary callings household mm-hmm. for for shepherding mm-hmm. my hope was not to add an additional burden to that my hope was no see god when he creates us for something always gives us the way yeah how to do that yeah and, um, when even the point where you and i and i when I, when you were talking um about the idea of the church being the the, the mentor peer-to-peer support for parents right so you you, you made the point that we can't um, pour into our children faith and discipleship if we ourselves are not being poured into with faith and discipleship. And one of the privileges I think all three of us have had, and I know other pastors have had, is when when people in the church, you know, when, when they hear us ask the question, how are you doing? And, uh, and, and, and they don't say fine. Right, and then they sit down and they talk, and and it's a blessing for me. I don't know how you guys feel about it. I'm sure you feel that you wouldn't be in the calling that you're in if you weren't um, not just open to those moments, but those were not the. I mean, those are the moments for me where I feel like the Holy Spirit really gets to enter in in those one-on-one interactions, right? And and Rebecca, I know you've experienced it even since you've been here. People coming and just talking to you and getting past that. I'm fine. You know, so what's what's that been like for you, even in in a new situation, like relatively new situation, like you've been here? I mean, both of you guys are relatively new, but have already had those experiences here. I 
I think that's where real ministry takes place because that's when you're dealing with the issues of someone's uh, journey of faith, their um, their fears of what's hindering them from jumping into what God has called them to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's touching base with you know what is really important to them and. Um, what is that in the overall scheme of being faithful to God? I mean, it's 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 beautiful. Um, sometimes it's it's heartbreaking. And yeah. People have a lot of challenges and uh, how to face that and and be faithful through it all. Yeah. It's a blessing. Um, it's it's what we're called to do. I mean, yeah. it's real community. Yeah. When you have that. And as pastors and pastoral figure like Josh is in in that community, we get those opportunities to stand in the gap. I wonder, just at thinking through this out loud, do you ever, do, 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 those moments are not, they're not, ten, they don't tend to be scheduled. They tend to be like, hey, <laughs> somebody comes in for some other purpose, you ask them how they're doing, and God shows up in that moment. Do you ever find yourself um, like, tense up with fear yourself about being that person or how do you lean into those moments um i i I, of being the pastor when someone says no i'm not fine and here's why and then you're standing in the gap they're expecting you to stand in the gap either josh i'm thinking with teenagers but also parents coming and talk to you about some heavy stuff with their kids rebecca same sort of thing but it can it can run the gamut all the way to someone's spouse is facing their last days i mean and and you're dealing with you know some everything from you know young young people issues to old people issues do you ever feel a sense of like Oh my gosh! Like this person's pouring their heart out to me, and now they're expecting me to be the, their, their, you know, stand in the gap. Do you ever feel a sense of anxiety or nervousness? I think when I was younger, primarily because my my major fear was I, I don't know what to say or, yeah. or what if I say the wrong thing or even on a theological level, what if I point them down the, the wrong direction or something yeah. to that end. Um, but when it comes to shepherding and, and, and a calling within ministry, that that is to me the primary role. As, as, as um, fantastic as you guys are at proclaiming the word of God, that is a skill set that God has given you, and that's beautiful. But but shepherding is stepping into those. So I, I look forward to that. Yeah. I mean, to your point, Zach. Uh, well, well, when I'm when I'm discipling one-on-one or with a small group, I know that stuff's going to come off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you're anticipating that, yeah. Yeah, that's the anticipation. But to your point, uh, you know, whether it's a Wednesday night or a phone call or whatever it is, there are times where, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of cast into this moment of stepping into it. But no, I mean, I, for me, I, I want to help. Yeah. Right? I want to be a help. Even if that's just a listening ear, and I still don't know everything to say. That's not really the point. The point is to yeah. be present with someone in their time of need. And, yeah. yeah. Like what about you, Rebecca? Whenever somebody comes in and it sits down, you already know it's going to happen before because their body language is already telling you, okay, you know, here it comes. Um, I say a quick prayer. Yeah. Uh, I, I pray, God, give me wisdom. Yeah. And then I just relax. Yeah. Um, because the book of James. Yeah, that's right. Ask for wisdom, you'll get it. Yeah. Um, and so I always tend to do that. But the idea is you bring God into the picture. You bring God into that that relationship and that um, issue, whatever is presented, uh, because it, it's God who's going to do the work. Yeah. Um, 
we are sort of just guides of pointing to God. Yeah. And you're projecting that very thing that you preached on on Sunday with them, that peace, you know, that you're projecting the peace of Christ because you're experience, you, you know, you're experiencing the peace of Christ yourself. So you can project that for them where they're not experiencing that. Not that you're Jesus and you're the, the fountain of the Holy Spirit, right. but communicating what you yourself have received. And I think that's that's a huge, yeah, huge point. Moments where you don't have peace, you can just say that, yeah. you know? scared too but let's go to god together yeah and sort of model an invitation right? yeah an invitation to even even into the brokenness you know invitation yeah and that's growing that's growing in your in your relationship with christ you learn that trust you, you know jesus is going to show up you know the holy spirit will give you the wisdom but you don't know until you try it Right. Yeah. So it's it's one of those, you know, I, I don't remember who quoted it, but it was, it might have even been Francis Chan said something to the effect of, I want to live my life in such a way that I can't explain it other than the Holy Spirit yeah. showing up and giving me the wisdom or perseverance. And yeah. so, but until you kind of tear that band-aid of going, okay, Lord, here we get, we're going into the deep end of the ocean, so to speak. Yeah. I don't know what's out there, you know, um, then we never give the opportunity for the Holy Spirit to actually yeah, absolutely. Which really is, you know, the great kickoff to this whole series, which we're going to be, Rebecca, to, to, to your opening, the opening of your message, we're going to be unpacking a lot of those fears uh, over the next several weeks, fear of change, fear of failure, those sorts of things, which, which uh, to some extent, everybody uh, experiences, and then how... Including maybe maybe especially everybody preaching, but then practicing the the presence of the the Holy Spirit, practicing the presence of the peace of Christ. Those are the things that really are going to guide these conversations over the next several weeks. So y'all did a great job kicking this one off in very different ways with very different venues. But it was you know that's the great thing about Scripture that always just dovetails together just so beautifully. So um, if anyone has missed this week's messages either Josh Schweitzer's in Vine or Rebecca in Classic, then I encourage you to uh, check out our website, fpclakeland.org, and go to the Sermon Archive tab under the worship page and uh, check those out. And if you've missed any one of our episodes in Armchair Preaching, be sure to check us out on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Subscribe, hit the like button, and share it. And yes, you almost threw me off there, Rebecca. Almost. You almost got me that time. Uh, But uh, uh, we hope that you uh, will deepen your faith, deepen your discipleship, especially as we're talking about something so pertinent like fear. Rebecca, as always, thanks for being here. Josh, welcome. This probably won't be the last time. Probably won't, probably won't be the last time. And uh, we appreciate everybody for listening in, and we will see you next time. Hey everybody, a little bonus content for you because uh, I know you probably wanted to Google it yourself, but the fear of balloons, as Rebecca mentioned at the outset of the episode, is called globophobia, and the fear of sharks is galeophobia. That's all for me. Bye-bye.